This episode will discuss opinions on sustainable practices and eco-friendly habits in coordination with Earth Day. Any thoughts and opinions presented in this podcast are purely our own and are not representative of the panther as a whole. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Chapman University's The Panther. I'm Abby Little. I'm Shannon Stanton, and this is The Panther Pod Sustainability as Students. In honor of Earth Day being Friday, April 22nd this year, we figured we would talk about the challenges of being environmentally friendly at college and what realistic steps students like us can take to help out our planet. I mean, we're both Gen Z students, so it's really easy to feel helpless as young people in this world that is being destroyed, especially by large corporations. And as individuals, it's very hard to see how our actions can have an effect on the globe as it is. With expectations to go vegan, only shopping in sustainable fashion industries, it's not easy for people who don't have the financial ability to spend more money on food and clothing than fast food and fast fashion. But to be sustainable, you often have to go the extra mile, which is hard when already balancing school, work, applying for internships, you know, all that jazz. Yeah, definitely. I feel like everything is so expensive in the sustainability world, at least the big things. I know that shopping is really encouraged to shop from these sustainable brands that are really friendly to the environment, but those are super expensive. They're ridiculous compared to other brands that may use fast fashion, but those are cheaper and just realistically i don't know i have to get some new clothes for different seasons sometimes if you change your size like that's clothing is a necessity that's the biggest one that i find a struggle with especially with like thrifting and stuff which we can get into later mm-hmm. yeah i mean capitalism is a whole other issue that it could be a, oh, an episode of its own but you know it is difficult I've, I've been thrifting a couple times and i swear it depends on the place you go like obviously if you go to like goodwills that are in um you know lower income areas they might be cheaper but like especially when you go on the circle here like i've seen some of the third places be like still $15 for just like a regular t-shirt and maybe it's just because it's labeled as you know vintage and I don't know you know how valuable a $15 shirt from the 1970s is but like it's still like really expensive for just a t-shirt to just be $15 I don't know like the circles ones end up being like more expensive sometimes than if you were just to go and buy something new which at that point makes it feel like what's the point wait should we just go to the thrift part now I mean, might as well. Yeah, let's start with thrifting. Yeah, we're already on it. We're already on the topic. Yes, so going into it a bit more, thrifting has become very popular in our age group, especially either in-person stores like Goodwill, or there are also some online sites, Depop, Poshmark, things like that, where you can get secondhand clothing. And although you're not directly buying from fast fashion brands, which is a good thing, there are some negatives to thrifting you may not have thought of depending on where you live and what your income level is. So since the rise of popularity of thrifting in the past few years, prices at stores like Goodwill and Salvation Army have increased, which makes it harder for those who rely on the low cost of thrift stores to get their clothing. And I think that this is an interesting dilemma because on one hand we have being environmentally friendly and at the other we have low-income people needing this to get their clothing and they can't shop at other places financially. 
if possible, if you're able to shop at places that don't have the lowest prices, it would be a good idea to potentially stay away from thrifting in lower class communities if you're able to afford it or just shop in other locations where most people don't really need the low prices to survive. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of people who have the means to go elsewhere shopping at places like Goodwill, which I think if it is a store that really a whole community relies on, I think we should avoid that unless we are part of that community that needs that. And there are tons of other places to go flea shopping or thrift shopping, and one of them includes a club right here on campus called Chapman Flea and Thrift Club. You can follow them on Instagram at Chapman Thrift, but basically their club allows like-minded Chapman students to come together and share their interests in sustainable shopping and their activities include once a month flea markets hosted by the club members and the club organizers group outings to thrift stores and flea markets based on you know the availability of the club and its members and then as they host these flea markets portions of their profits go to charities of their choosing and because secondhand thrift shopping is so trendy quote-unquote trendy right now among our generation due to its sustainable impact on the environment they also denounce fast fashion and just recognize the wastefulness of that practice so if thrifting is something of interest to you maybe check out Chapman's thrift club at chapman thrift on instagram so probably the biggest thing we've been told our whole lives to help the environment is to recycle now i think a lot of people recycle mindlessly and don't really put thought into it so let's go over what you actually can and can't recycle some of you might know this some people might say oh shoot i've been doing this wrong for years and that's okay better late than never so what you can recycle bottles cans paper and cardboard but it is important to remember that you need to keep food and liquid out of your recycling so do not put a half full starbucks refresher cup into the recycling bin because that has liquid in it if you are going to put a food container in make sure on the bottom it has the little recycling logo and also you have to wash it off of all of the contaminants of food. It baffles me how many people I see just throw like things full of food into recycling bins. Please discard your food and your beverages when you're putting things in the recycling bin, please. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually better if you don't have access to water to rinse something out. Let's say you're walking along campus and you have a food container, but you're not going to be able to go and run into the bathroom and wash it off in the sink. It's more effective to just put it in the trash because that way at least it's in its proper place. If it's contaminated with food or liquid and you can't clean it easily in that moment, don't bother put it in the recycling and risking contamination of the other products in there that are properly recycled. Just put it in the trash. So some examples of things that you can put into your recycling bin, as previously mentioned by Shannon, was plastic bottles and containers, food and beverage cans, just plain paper, flattened cardboard or paperboard, food and beverage containers as long as they are properly cleaned out, as well as glass bottles and containers. However, some things that are not accepted into your bins that many people might think are recyclable. Some examples include unbagging your recyclables. So for people who collect the recyclables in a plastic bag, make sure to properly dump all the things out of that bag and then put the bag itself in the trash can, but keep the recyclables going to the correct place. And on that note, no plastic bags. Plastic bags themselves cannot be recycled. No plastic wrap or film. No flexible packaging of any kind. No cups with wax or plastic coatings and no foam or plastic food containers. Should I give a stupid story real quick while we're on this topic? Go for it. So my roommate and I, we have our little trash bin and our little recycling bin. Now, because we live in the dorm, so we have to take out 
our trash and recycling like every three days because we have tiny things just so everything can fit in the dorm but we do go through a lot of waste and recyclables just because we try to avoid the calf and mainly eat in our dorm but I had a moment relatively recently that I'm slightly embarrassed about. I was taking out the recycling, you know, all of like the soda cans and tissue boxes and stuff like that. And I got into like the little recycling trash room and I said, oh my God, we have been recycling with a plastic bag so we can take it from the dorm room to the thing more easily. And I felt so bad. So, yeah, that might sound easy at first, but especially when you're when you like move from like your home environment where you already have like bigger trash bins and bigger recycling things. I just never really thought of it until recently. So that's really bad, but I'm sure other people do it too. So, please if you do that, remember to throw away the plastic bag separately. To be fair, I don't think I like in a moment where you're like quickly is it going to go in this bin or that bin? I'm pretty sure Plenty of people have made the same mistake, including myself. I mean, it's not um, inherently obvious. I don't know. Also, I know we're talking about, um, like, going to bigger containers and dropping stuff. But, like, can we talk about the freaking companies or restaurants or whatever that, like, have separate destinations for recycling and trash, but then when you open the bottom compartment, they just go into the same bin? Why do they do that? Have you seen those? Because I've seen plenty of those. And I'm like, what's the point? Why do you do that? That's really bad. Sometimes they are, but sometimes they're not. And it really, I'm like, what's the point of like acting like you're doing something good, but then not? I mean, I guess appearances sake, but doesn't that just make it more inconvenient for you? I don't know. That is so deceptive. I know. I don't, I can't name a place where I've seen it recently, but I've seen like posts on the internet of like where they show like the worker opening it and it's just one container, even though there's two separate things on top. It just makes me so sad. So you probably know reduce, reuse, and recycle. For some of those things though, you might not even see that in your daily life. You're just constantly used to using disposables. So some things that you could do, obvious one, but probably the biggest one in day-to-day life, bottled water. I see so many people still getting plastic bottles of water when it's so easy and accessible to buy a reusable cup and just wash that on occasion when you need to. It's so simple and I honestly don't like that places are still selling like bottled water. I get it when you need to like go somewhere or if your home situation is different but that one just bugs me to see so many people who are able to buy a reusable one who just choose not to. Some more common daily items that a lot of people might buy that are the disposable version but can be bought as a more reusable version would be razors, disposable razors. You can buy an electric shaver or a straight edge razor. They will last you longer and you won't have to dispose of them so rapidly as with disposable razors. Typical cotton rounds, you can buy washable cotton rounds or for people who wear makeup, they have these washable face wash pads things that remove makeup surprisingly well and they are rewashable so you don't have to buy like makeup wipes per se in place of dish sponges you can buy cotton cloths and then rewash those tea bags can be replaced by having loose tea or buying and investing in a tea strainer or a french press when it comes to like coffee uh i know that the coffee pods those like small pods you put in your keurig are a big waste of money i know i've seen recently they sell reusable pods where you buy a pod and you can replace the coffee grounds that are within it and use that in your Keurig instead 
instead. Because I know the main argument with those is like, I only want a single serving of coffee, but you can just buy the reusable pod and reuse that over and over instead of wasting so many pods on your Keurig. Yeah, my friend has one of those, loves it. Think it's pretty easy. Good swap if you do use it every single day. For the reusing part of reduce, reuse, and recycle, just get creative, I guess. If you get takeout at a restaurant and you have that plastic bag or you go to Trader Joe's and you come home with a bunch of those paper bags, just try to put them to use for something else in your daily life rather than right away just going to recycle them or throw them away. For example, you could use those Trader Joe's bags to collect your recycling instead of like a plastic bag, something like that. Just think to lengthen the life of something before just automatically throwing it away or recycling it. If you live in the Chapman dorms, I believe everywhere except for Grand has a compost bin. So if you go into like your trash room, there should be the trash cans, recycling bins, and now there's a little composting part in the corner. So you can put old food scraps in there. Like if you have an orange peel, put it in there instead of the trash. For those who don't know about composting, here are the do's and don'ts when it comes to composting. So many types of food waste and yard waste can be composted at home, including things like grass clippings, tree and shrub trimmings, vegetable garden and fruit tree waste, lawn clippings, autumn leaves, coffee grounds, and fruit and vegetable scraps from the kitchen. Home composters should not attempt to compost meat, dairy, or large amounts of baked goods. But anything that kind of comes from the earth, so like, you know, trees and fruits and vegetables, all easily compostable. And while we're on food, the meat agricultural industry contributes to a lot of water usage and releases a lot of CO2 and methane, which harms the atmosphere. It's not realistic for everyone to just stop eating meat or dairy for financial and dietary reasons, but if you're able to, reducing the amount of meat you consume could help and could add up over time. So I know some people do meatless Mondays where Every other day you have meat as normal, but on Mondays you don't. Just cutting back if you can. Red meat's normally the worst, so just try to avoid it if you can or just cut back. And if you are a part of that vegetarian or vegan lifestyle that might result from not eating meats like that, then you might be interested in joining the Veg Club on campus, which if you're interested in following them, they are at Chapman Veg Club on Instagram, but they are described as a club for vegetarians, vegans, and those who are interested in eating and living in a healthier, more compassionate, and eco-friendly way. So veganism itself is very much on sustainability and eco-friendliness just from the jump. Vegans don't like to eat foods from animals without their consent. I believe that's the general idea of it. So vegans don't eat meat, dairy, and stick to the stick to the fruits of the world. I think that's kind of, I feel like it's a bad description. What's the better description of veganism? Veganism. The fruits, the fruits of, the, fruits of world. the world. Like, you know, things <laughs> that... <new> slogan. <laughs> so basically, you just don't eat cheese, egg, meat, fish, anything like that, but you can eat carbs, fruit, vegetables, really anything else. Now, the most important and my favorite part of this episode, if you really want to help the environment, the biggest thing you can do, in my opinion, is vote. If you're a U.S. citizen, 18 years or older, register to vote and vote in elections, local, state, and federal, because all of these politicians and leaders have a say, and these are the people who work for you. You're a citizen, so do your research, 
take a look at all of their environmental policies, see what they're going to do, see if they agree with the Paris Agreement, anything like that, and make an informed decision and actually go out and cast your vote. Even if it's a small thing like who's running for mayor of a small city, that still matters because they have the power to implement some local changes. President of the United States also matters, so just make sure you're up to date on voting and register if you have not yet. Yes, please, dear God, voting is so important if you are not registered to vote. Highly recommend. Um, No, but more on a serious note, yes, voting is so essential, especially not just the national elections for president, but in your local elections and your state elections as well. Very important. Please look into it. Register if you have not. I beg of you, please. Yeah, and if you are from out of state like me, so I'm from Massachusetts living in Orange for school. So for this past fall was the first time I could vote. I turned 18 over the summer, so I registered as soon as possible. I actually pre-registered, so when I was 18, I was all set to go. But I did have to do some things while I was here, so I had to Google for my town how to cast an absentee vote. So it was just a quick form and then emailed it to someone in my town. It was the information on how to do it was all listed there. And then in the mail, I received my ballot and then I just had to mail it back and the mailing's all free for voting. So just make sure you are putting in those steps if you're from out of state, because I know a lot of Chapman students are, but it's definitely important to vote in your local and state elections, even if you're not home for school. Especially after COVID-19 and having to vote that way, absentee ballots are way more I won't say accessible, but they're way more normalized now than they were in the past. So definitely vote absentee if you need to and just vote in general, please. Yeah, it's it's really not that hard. It takes five minutes to do the little Google form, but you're actually able to use your voice. So highly recommend. Another club I thought I'd mention is Mission Environment. They can be found on Instagram at CU underscore Mission E. And their description of their club is that they have a purpose and mission to implement more sustainable practices within the lives of students and at the university through education and events such as beach and local cleanups, documentary screenings, volunteer and restoration opportunities, and much more. So if you're interested in just learning more about sustainability and keeping up with the environment, I recommend Mission Environment. You can find them on Instagram at CU underscore Mission E. And one more Chapman Club, if you want to get involved, is the Chapman Food Recovery Network on Instagram at Chapman UFRN. And the Food Recovery Network is a student movement against food waste and hunger. As a team, they speak conversations around food insecurity through food rescues, donation drives, and distributions. They've partnered with the National Food Recovery Network, Waste Not OC, and the on-campus pantry in order to to promote sustainable consumption and demystify food insecurity on campus. So go check them out if you would like to get involved. For those listening, Friday, April 22nd, aka Earth Day, will have just passed, but now is a great time to educate yourself more on environmentally sustainable practices and best healthy practices when it comes to your environmental impact and sustainability. And with that, I'm Abby Little. I'm Shannon Stanton. And this has been The Panther Pod.